This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 129, The Five Foods You Should Never Eat, part two, by Nekhar Fanuni of nekharfanuni.com, and I'm Dr. Neil. Welcome back to Optimal Health Daily, a very happy Thursday to you. This is where I act as your narrator and read to you from some of the best health and fitness blogs out there. By the way, if you follow any fitness blogs and wish I'd read it for you, definitely let me know. Come by oldpodcast.com to get in contact with me. Today's show is actually a continuation from yesterday's post. Sometimes I break them up into smaller bits so that these episodes stay relatively short. So if you're new here or browsing around, you should probably listen to Wednesday's episode first before hearing this one. That's episode 128. And without further ado, let's jump right in and listen to part two of Ms. Fanuni's post and start optimizing your life. The Five Foods You Should Never Eat, Part 2, by Nehar Fanuni of nehargfanuni.com. 3. Food that you feel guilty about. You know exactly what I'm talking about. You spend all weekend eating brownies, ice cream, chips, fried chicken, pancakes, candy, tacos, and you wake up Monday morning with a massive food hangover and guilty feeling that you just can't seem to shake. Then, of course, you punish yourself heavily for the next three days by eating an impossibly strict diet exercising more, and promising never to do it again, only to repeat the cycle the following weekend. Guilt over food effing sucks. It serves no purpose other than to shame you into eating more healthfully for a short period of time. It's not a sustainable tool for fat loss, and it will only lead to deeper self-esteem and body image issues. If you have a weekend like the one I just described, learn from it and let it go. Resolve not to eat foods that make you feel so guilty, because after all, Food should be amazing before and after. If you end up feeling like crap about what you ate, was it really worth it? Four, food that you just can't stop eating. I can't tell you how many people I know who aren't allowed to stock trail mix in their homes. I mean, seriously, can anybody just eat one serving of trail mix? When we think about foods that we just can't stop eating, it's usually addictive foods like chips, donuts, french fries, and M&Ms all foods which actually chemically alter your brain's responses and can become addictive. But it doesn't just apply to junk food. We can become addicted to healthier foods as well. Find yourself spooning almond butter out of the jar at an alarming rate? That isn't the food for you right now. One handful of trail mix or dried cranberries turns into the entire bag? Get rid of that stuff right now. Now, if it's Brussels sprouts you can't stop eating, then by all means, eat away. Five, food that isn't really food. I recently watched the documentary Fed Up with my eight-year-old son. He's pretty informed when it comes to food and generally an old soul, so despite his tender age, he actually enjoyed it quite a bit. Plus, the premise is mostly centered around childhood obesity, which put things into perspective for him. Because I get so aggressively pumped about food politics, there were points during the film when I had tears streaming down my face and my fists were bald in anger. The food industry makes me crazy. High fructose corn syrup isn't food. Modified cornstarch isn't food. Artificial flavors and colors aren't food. Cellulose, wood pulp often found in store-bought shredded cheese, is not food. Propylene glycol, again, not food. Yet big food industries put these ingredients and so many more into what they label as food, from bread to yogurt to canned soup. These ingredients serve to save the company money, support another company, create an addiction on the part of the consumer, are cheaper and easier than using real ingredients, or unnaturally prolong the shelf life of the food product. Whatever the reason, it's not for your benefit, I promise you. The best thing you can do is prepare your own food from real ingredients, such as 
organic or local produce, and high-quality animal protein, like grass-fed beef, antibiotic-free or free-range chicken and eggs, sustainably raised pork and bison, wild-caught fish, and so on. Check every single label, and if there's an ingredient you don't recognize, chances are it isn't food. I understand that we can't always avoid this issue, and for that matter, we can't realistically cut out these five food categories completely. Here's the key phrase I want you to absorb. As often as possible. As often as possible, I want you to eat real food. As often as possible, I want you to think about how food makes you feel, both physically and emotionally, before you eat it. I want you to strive to eat food that comes from the earth, is sustainably raised, and isn't part of a political initiative. I want you to enjoy everything you eat, to allow it to nourish you and fuel you. I want you to appreciate food, to be aware of where it came from, and to discuss these things with your kids. Eat food you love and that loves you right back. That's what I want for you. You just listened to part two of the post titled The Five Foods You Should Never Eat by Neghar Fanuni of NegharFanuni.com. Now you may remember from yesterday that pizza is one of those foods that I just can't stop eating. When it's there in front of me, if it's even a medium-sized pizza and it's all to myself, I will finish it. So instead of avoiding pizza completely, because if I did that, I know I would crave it all the time, and then when I do get a pizza in front of me, it'll be really, really bad. So what I do instead is I portion it out. So when I bring the pizza home, for example, I will immediately pull out four slices or whatever and stick them in the fridge. Those slices are no longer in sight, and therefore they are out of mind. So instead of completely avoiding a food that I know I really, really like, I'll pre-portion it out. Just a little bit of planning like that can help tremendously. Now, Ms. Fanuni mentioned things like M&Ms, French fries, donuts, chips, things that we tend to consume out of maybe a big bowl when we're sitting in front of the TV and mindlessly munching away. The same technique could apply here as well. Just portion out less, use a smaller bowl, and then when you're finished with that bowl, you're done. You don't get up and go for seconds. If you do tend to be the type to get up and want to go for seconds, all you have to do is when you put the food away after you've portioned it out, put it in a place that's hard to get to. Put it behind things on the top shelf or on the really low bottom shelf of your pantry or fridge. All of a sudden, you make it harder to get to, you're probably not going to go through the effort to go and get seconds. This is actually one of the few situations where our natural ability to be lazy works out for the best. Now, if you want to help keep this podcast alive and well, we have a how to help page set up at oldpodcast.com. You can contribute financially to keep things running, or if you're not able to do this at this time, I completely get it. We just ended the holidays. You're probably getting those credit card bills as we speak. There are a bunch of other things listed there that you can do to help us out, and it doesn't require any financial burden on you. We would greatly appreciate it. Again, you can visit oldpodcast.com and look for the how to help page or you can go straight to oldpodcast.com slash support. That's it for this Thursday's episode. I'll see you tomorrow for our usual Friday Q&A episode where I answer your questions. So definitely keep those questions coming and I'll see you there where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this show and Optimal Living Daily, the brother podcast of this one. Literally, I'm Dr. Neil's brother. If you like the format of this show, you'll love Optimal Living Daily too, where I also read to you from blogs, but cover other topics like personal development, finance, and minimalism, 
from bloggers like Derek Sivers, The Minimalists, Zen Habits, and many more. So for more amazing content read to you for free, come subscribe to Optimal Living Daily too, and together we'll optimize your life. You've been listening to Optimal Health Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us and remember, your optimal life awaits.